You're listening to Photographs, Pistols, and Parasols. Support for this project is provided by listeners like you. Visit my website at p3photographers.net for ideas on how you too can become a supporter of the project. Welcome to Photographs, Pistols, and Parasols, the podcast where we celebrate early women artisan photographers. I'm your host, Lee McIntyre. In today's episode, it's a special look into six years in the lives of Mr. and Mrs. Porter, the popular photographers from Ritzville, Washington. For more information about any of the women discussed in today's episode, visit my website at p3photographers.net. That's letter P, number three, photographers.net. Hi, everybody. In today's episode, I want to bring you something a bit different. Normally, I would piece together a narrative from the research my husband Chris and I have done in newspapers, census records, etc. But for today's story, I invite you to join me on a journey of discovery as we read through some of the newspaper clippings and other records between 1899 and 1905 and meet Glenn F. and Beatrice Porter, photographers from Ritzville, Washington. Adams County News, Ritzville, Washington, Wednesday, June 7, 1899. Headline, Photo Gallery Reopened. I desire to announce to the people of Ritzville and the surrounding country that I have purchased the Wilburn Photo Gallery and have reopened the same. With all the modern utilities for fine photographic work, I guarantee to give you a class of work that cannot be surpassed. There will be no advance on former prices. Call and get acquainted. Signed, G.F. Porter, Photographer. Adams County News, Ritzville, Washington, Wednesday, August 2nd, 1899. Now, cried the old gentleman, now for a picture of this crowd in good old country fashion. So we'll go to the photograph gallery, and Ritzville has a good one, that of my friend G.F. Porter. His pictures are wonderful in fidelity and finish. I want our full-size photos for my study and some smaller ones for friends. Mr. Porter is famous for successful enlarging, and I want to give you a life-size representation of, quote, yours truly, as Mr. Porter has the soul of a true artist. All of his work is a labor of love in which he will not stop short of perfection. Adams County News, Ritzville, Washington, Wednesday, October 25th, 1899. Headline, Happy Marriage. From the East Washingtonian in Pomeroy, Washington, comes the news, Married, Wednesday evening, October 4th, 1899, Mr. Glenn Porter and Miss Beatrice Partlett, Reverend Broad, pastor of the M.E. Church at Pataha City, officiating. Mr. and Mrs. Porter are both well and favorably known in this community. The Washingtonian extends congratulations. A further note from the Adams County News. Mr. Porter is a popular photographer of this city and has many friends here. The news also takes pleasure in extending the glad hand of fellowship 
and wishes Mr. and Mrs. Porter a happy voyage over the matrimonial sea. Adams County News, Wednesday, May 16, 1900. G.F. Porter, the photographer, accompanied by his wife, has returned after several months' absence. Adams County News, Wednesday, June 13, 1900. J.F. Porter, the photographer, continues business at the old stand. In that same paper, Porter, the photographer, continues to do photo work at popular prices. Adams County News, Wednesday, August 6, 1900. Mr. and Mrs. G.F. Porter left Sunday morning for Dayton on a business and pleasure trip. They will be away for two weeks. The photograph gallery will be closed during their absence. Adams County News, Wednesday, July 10, 1901. G.F. Porter, the photographer, is taking his summer vacation at Dayton and will be absent for six weeks, Mrs. Porter conducting the gallery during his absence. Adams County News, Wednesday, September 4, 1901. G.F. Porter, the photograph artist, returned Friday from Dayton, Washington, where he had been sojourning with friends for some time and enjoying a well-earned vacation. Adams County News, Wednesday, October 23, 1901. Mr. and Mrs. G.F. Porter, the popular photographers, have moved into the house recently vacated by Clyde R. Hervey, which is only a few doors west of the gallery. Adams County News, Wednesday, January 29, 1902. Mr. and Mrs. G.F. Porter, the photographers, contemplate removing to Colorado about April. The gentleman enjoys better health in a high altitude, hence their desire for the change. The worthy young couple have many warm friends here who will regret their departure. They have enjoyed a lucrative business, both being fine artists, and they will be missed in church work and in many other ways where they have been permanently welcome. Adams County News, Wednesday, March 19, 1902. Glenn F. Porter, the photographer, is building a new main part to his gallery, for the accommodation of the artist who is coming to take his place about April 1st. Mr. Porter will retire and rent the gallery property. They will leave soon for Colorado, where they will go to reside permanently. Mr. and Mrs. Ankerson, the new artists of Spokane, have arrived and will take charge of the gallery next Tuesday, March 25th. Greeley, Colorado Tribune, October 9th, 1902. J.L. Dietrich has this week sold his music and machine store to G.F. Porter and Company. Mr. Porter is a new arrival from Ritzville, state of Washington, and is a friend of F.E. Baker, who put the deal through. The following notices appear in the Greeley Tribune in Greeley, Colorado, between October and December of 1902. October 30th, 1902. We have a large assortment of second-hand sewing machines in good order that will be sold at reasonable prices. 
G.F. Porter and Company, 821 Main Street, successors to Miller and Dietrich. Greeley Tribune, November 6, 1902. Great discounts on organs of many makes at G.F. Porter and Company's successors to Miller and Dietrich. The sale will continue till January 1st. Greeley Tribune, December 4, 1902. An appropriate Christmas gift would be an Edison or Victor talking machine. G.F. Porter and Company have them. Adams County News, Wednesday, December 17, 1902. The friends of Mr. and Mrs. Glenn F. Porter, who formerly conducted a photograph gallery here, will be pleased to learn that the gentleman has recovered his health and is enjoying life in Greeley, Colorado, and following their usual vocation. Adams County News, Wednesday, January 14, 1903. Letter from Greeley, Colorado. We are in receipt of a letter this morning from Mr. and Mrs. G.F. Porter, who formerly conducted a photograph gallery here, which will be of interest to their many friends in the city. An excerpt therefrom reads, quote, We have been thinking for a long time we would write to you, but we always have so many other things to do, it seemed we could not find the time. Hope this will find you all well as it leaves us. Suppose you have heard we were located in Greeley, Colorado, and have the largest music store north of Denver. We like this place quite well, or as well as we could be expected to like any place outside of Washington. In all our travels, over 1,400 miles of country, including parts of four states, we have seen nothing that suits us as well as Ritzville, Washington. However, this is a very productive country, and as for beauty, it cannot be surpassed. Its principal products are sugar beets and potatoes, although there are large amounts of other vegetables, such as cabbage, onions, etc. Find enclosed $1.50, for which please send us your paper, as we are lost without the news. We were very much pleased to receive a visit from Mr. and Mrs. L. Starr, as they were on their way home from their visit in Iowa. Suppose they are in Ritzville by this time. Signed, Mr. and Mrs. G.F. Porter, Greeley, Colorado. Adams County News, Wednesday, September 2nd, 1903. Glen F. Porter of Greeley, Colorado, was in the city for the first of the week, invigorating old friends with his handshake. The gentleman is looking fine and is in excellent spirits and has much benefited in health since leaving Ritzville. He reports his wife in poor health and sends her respects to all old friends. Having recovered, he expects to leave Colorado, and we may again soon have this worthy young couple located with us. Adams County News, Wednesday, September 7, 1904. Headline, Announcement. I am pleased to announce to the people of Adams County that I have reopened my photograph gallery three doors west of First National Bank on 2nd Street. I have been taking instructions from the finest photographers in the state and will guarantee first-class work at prices in keeping with the best quality. Signed, G.F. Porter. Adams County News, Wednesday, September 7, 1904. Glenn F. Porter has returned from Greeley, Colorado to reopen his photograph gallery the second door west of the First National Bank. Mr. and Mrs. R.T. Ankerson, 
the artists who have had the property leased for some years will probably locate at Lind. Mr. Porter recovered and is now enjoying very fair health. Adams County News, Wednesday, November 16, 1904. G.F. Porter, the photographer, closed his gallery yesterday on account of ill health and left last night for Dayton, where his relatives reside. His brother, J.F. Porter, came over to assist in removing him where he could have the best of care. The gentleman spent last year in Colorado, and the condition of his lungs was much improved, but the past few days has brought a decided change for the worse. Adams County News, Wednesday, November 23, 1904. Mrs. L.M. Starr, Mrs. Baronet, and Mrs. W.P. Taylor went to Spokane Monday for a short visit with Mrs. G.F. Porter, who leaves soon for Colorado for the benefit of her health. Adams County News, Wednesday, December 14, 1904. Mr. and Mrs. Riley Partlett left Thursday for Spokane to bring their daughter, Mrs. G.F. Porter, home. Mrs. Porter had been there for quite a while taking medical treatment and is much worse. Adams County News, Wednesday, March 8, 1905. G.F. Porter, proprietor of the leading photograph gallery, leaves the latter end of the week for Dayton on a short visit to his parents, going then to Colorado for treatment of consumption. He has had several serious hemorrhages in the past week, which necessitates his hurried departure in the hopes of being benefited by the change in climate. Adams County News, Wednesday, May 10, 1905. A communication from Dayton, Washington, brings the sad intelligence of the death of Glenn F. Porter in that city, Friday, May 5, 1905. The deceased was 31 years, 4 months, and 7 days of age at the time of his demise. For the past three years, he had been declining with consumption, and for a while took a change of climate to Colorado, returning here a few months ago, apparently approved in health, so much so that he again opened his photograph gallery and did work again until prostrated. Mr. Porter was an upright Christian gentleman, a member of the ME Church, and his untimely end is deeply regretted by all who were fortunate enough to know him. The largely attended funeral occurred Sunday afternoon at Dayton. Now, while there's no newspaper clipping that actually talks about what happened to Beatrice Porter, by looking for Glenn Porter and his grave in Dayton, Washington, we discovered that Glenn died on May 5th, 1905, but he's buried next to his wife, Beatrice Porter, who actually died two weeks before on April 18th, 1905. Glenn died, apparently, at the home of his relatives there in Dayton, Beatrice Porter's death certificate says that she died at the home of her parents in Pomeroy, Washington. So there you have it. From 1899 to 1905, six years in the life of Beatrice and Glenn F. Porter. Wow, I mean, we've got marriage, music, and mortality. 
life and death of an early photographic cuff tool when life was not exactly easy, was it? I mean, here in the 21st century, I'm just reminded that we are so far removed from the realities of living with the threat of tuberculosis. It's just easy to forget how horrible this really was. Years ago, though, I worked in a building on the Oakdale campus uh, near Iowa City, Iowa. And that campus had actually originally been a sanatorium for TB patients in Iowa in the early 20th century. I remember reading about it at that time that and the doctors really didn't have any idea how to make people with tuberculosis better. And so one of the things that was thought to help was fresh air. So they, this sanatorium was built with a lot of open-air porches, and the patients would be sort of bundled into clothing and then sat on beds in the open air in the winter when it could easily be 20 below freezing. Or in the summer, they'd be out there roasting in temperatures that were well above 90 degrees for most of the summer. So for a young couple like the Porters, I mean, the odds of getting better were minimal at best. I mean, Glenn Porter was only 31 when he died, and Beatrice was only 26. I have to say that as we uncovered these clips and progressed through this research, you know, we really hoped that at least one of them would beat the odds, or that at least their venture with music and machines and Greeley would really take off, or they'd be successful for a number of years before they succumbed, or something. But of course, that was not to be. There are moments, though, along the way in their story that are a little bit fun. I mean, when they're selling the machines, that includes, apparently, according to the ads, both sewing machines and talking machines. I guess around 1900, machines were machines, whether it was something for sewing or something newfangled like a talking machine. It was also interesting to read that Glenn takes a summer vacation and leaves his wife busy working in the studio that one summer. But, you know, knowing what comes later, I started to wonder, well, maybe he was actually starting to get sick that summer, and he went to Dayton, where his relatives were, to try to recover. And maybe they put those notices in the paper to just make light of it so that the people there in Ritzville, Washington, wouldn't realize how sick he really was. So it's fascinating, though, how much of the outline of what is ultimately a rather tragic story is laid out there in the notices in the newspaper, from their initial start as a hopeful married couple there in Ritzville in 1899, when he's just opened his photograph gallery, and then, you know, they move to a new house, but then, of course, he gets too sick, and they have to go to Greeley, Colorado, but they're able to get a business going there. Um, and then, of course, the notices do sort of mark their ultimately futile attempts to beat tuberculosis, the thing that ultimately kills them both. While the Porters weren't photographers for all that long, I really think their story is worthy of mention here because it really is the kind of thing that's so fascinating about doing the research on these early women photographers, really getting a sense for life and what things were like beyond photography in the late 19th and early 20th century. And in another instance of you just never know what you're going to find on eBay, I mean, the porters were not in, in business in Ritzville, Washington for all that long, but my husband Chris did find on eBay a photo done by the Porter Studio in Ritzville, Washington. So we got it, and I'll put a copy of that in the episode notes. There's no way to definitively date the particular picture, but of course, we know that the Porter's were in business only between the time of 1899 and 1905.
I have an archivist friend who talks about how she's saving lives when she uncovers information about an obscure photographer and brings the story to life to a new audience. So thanks for joining me today as we save the life of Glenn and Beatrice Porter. Well, we couldn't save them from tuberculosis, but at least we've saved their memory by celebrating their story today. The photograph that Chris found on eBay from the Porter Studio in Ritzville, Washington, and the credits for all the sound effects and music I used on today's episode, will be in the episode notes for today's episode at p3photographers.net. That's letter P, number three, photographers.net. And remember, you can drop me an email at podcast at p3photographers.net. Or follow Photographs, Pistols, and Parasols on Facebook at facebook.com slash p3photographers. You may have taken note that when the porters go to Colorado for their health, their studio in Ritzville, Washington, is taken over by Mr. and Mrs. Ankerson. The Ankersons, who were Richard and Josephine, have a long marriage, I'm happy to say, and a very long career in photography. Their two daughters also become photographers. Chris and I are still looking into all their details, and that's definitely a story for another day, but probably not next time, because we still have to work it all out. So that's it for today. Thank you so much for stopping by. Until next time, I'm Lee McIntyre, and this is Photographs, Pistols, and Parasols. <laughs>